0: Hi, and welcome to this new episode of The Light Leaders. Today, I thought it'd be really interesting to do a little update from myself on my mainly food-based diet, because I've been interviewing a lot of experts in the past few weeks and months, and I've been on my personal journey, so I feel it could be helpful. So first, I plan to keep interviewing people. I'll have Shane Sterling in the next few days, and also to keep doing what I call gentle debates. Because after interviewing a lot of people, I found that, well, some people have different opinions, obviously, and it's really good to have conversations so we can rationally come to a better conclusion for oneself on what to eat. And before we get into what to eat more specifically, and that's what I'll focus on today, I acknowledge that it's very important, the beliefs you, are, that you have about what you eat, and your approach, taking time, blessing your food, a lot of things come into the picture. But today, I'm gonna narrow it down to why I eat what I eat and how I've been feeling and the learnings I've had recently. So the first part will be about why I go to a mainly food-based diet and explain my line of thinking from intuition to rational to direct experience. The second part, I'll talk about what my diet looks like and why. The third part, I'll touch into the concerns around variety and supplementing and things that I'm not too sure yet. Uh, the fourth part, I'll touch on more the detox part and I've really calmed down on the detox and I'll share why. So first, talking about how I make decisions in general in life, but I'll go specifically towards uh, when I eat. To make decisions, I usually combine My intellect and rational mind with my intuition, with also my direct experience, whether it's just me or the people around me or the people I follow. So applying that to my mainly fruit based diet, there are a few things that make that today I really feel like it's right for me. The first one would be my rational mind. And this one helps but is often very shaky because we all live in echo chambers of information. Some people who are convinced, let's say, the carnival diet is very healthy, they listen to influencers talk about it. They, they keep kind of brainwashing themselves. And the same, I'm also brainwashing myself into listening to healthy, vi- uh, full of vitality, strong fruitarians, right? But to me, it still makes more sense logically from, I've been following a lot Michael Greger who does a lot of scientific studies. And I'm also seeing a lot of people who may have been raw vegan for 30, 40 years, and they're like 70, they're 80, they look great. And that's more inspiring. Maybe it's because I don't search much, but I, I don't know a lot of like 40 year carnivore who look really young. So, Uh, Sometimes they look strong, but for me, it depends on the goals you have. I'm looking for longevity. I'm looking for long-term, vibrant health. Anyway, I won't spend too much on the rational because that can be a rabbit hole, but I value that, and that's why I do interviews and I do debates. And so you can also use your intellect to see what makes sense to you. On the rational side, I will add I read uh, The 80-10-10 Diet by Doug Graham, which is really good and goes into... Things like looking at our teeth, looking at um, how we digest food, our gastrointestinal tract. It's not the one of an herbivore. It's not the one of a carnivore, right? Um, I think so many things from the tongue to... um, um, Yeah, there's many things that are really different between a frugivore, like us, and like a bonobo or a chimpanzee and either an herbivore or a carnivore so that's like rational things scientific things you can look at and that that will make sense right um if you look at our teeth they're very different from the teeth of a lion and then for people who go more into the biology we're way more different than we are to other frugivores so that's more for the rational scientific then also look at the intuitive so Intuitively, if you put in front of me a really ripe mango, a leaf of kale or a rabbit that just got killed. Well, I intuitively go for the mango, like even if I don't think about it, it's just it's juicy, it looks good. And second, I would go for the kale because it's not that appetizing, but could still work. The last thing I would do was to take that rabbit and rip it open and start to eat inside. Like that personally disgusts me. So I know there are some raw carnivores there and maybe it works for them to like just eat beef testes. But to me, it feels disgusting. So intuitively, I'm also going to have mainly the fruits. And I put that also in the intuitive category, which is a comparison with animals. Again, I feel like I'm very close I'm way more close to a bonobo and chimpanzee than I am from um, a lion or a gazelle. And so I look at what they eat. What do they eat? Many fruits, some leafy vegetables. So that's probably more what I'm meant to eat. Just very simple, very basic. And the last thing would be um, my direct experience. And with my direct experience, so far, I've been feeling good. I've been feeling high levels of sustainable energy. I've been feeling more spiritually connected. I've been spil- feeling um, steady emotionally, generally more happy than I feel I am if I eat things that are more heavy, even like cooked food. And so my direct experience is good. Now, of course, if it was to change, I know I know a lot of people, they were like, yeah, my mind is set. I want to be fruitarian. And they felt like their body was not following. So, of course, if that's the case, um, there can be many explanations, but I understand that people don't do it. But for me, my direct experience so far is good, and I've surrounded myself with influencers and people who I feel are thriving on fruits, which also help my beliefs. So intuitively and rationally and from direct experience, it feels right. And if that speaks to you, maybe it feels right to you too. I will add a laughing in the, in the rational that counts is for me the ethical part of being uh, vegan. I'm connected to energy. I, uh, well, ethically, I don't want to kill mammals when I feel they have emotion, especially when it's done in the um, very unconscious way uh, with slaughterhouses in Western countries, especially. And also just taking on energies of fear and slaughter in my body with what I eat doesn't feel good. So that adds to the rationale. Okay, that's it for why I'm going to that mainly fruit-based and why it really makes sense to me from all these different angles. Now the second thing is going more in-depth into how I eat that. Uh, So I do mainly fruits, a bit of leafy greens, some raw vegetables, and sometimes if I really feel like it, I go on an occasional cheat, which at the moment is either gourmet raw or some cooked food, uh, still vegan and usually still quite clean without the oil, without the salt. The ideal, well, I have kind of three principles for um, what is the ideal. The first one is the quality of the ingredients, period. So if I have an organic mango, it's great and it's it feels like a right ingredient for me as as a human, and the top quality of that type of ingredient also the second one is is it in its natural state i don't say just raw because what people call raw can actually be quite transformed. If you think of dehydrated papaya or a flaxseed cracker, well, you don't pick them from a tree; it needs to go through a certain processing so To me, it's like how natural it is, is important. So not cooking, but also not dehydrating, for example. Uh, So a papaya, a ripe papaya and juicy, is better in that way than dehydrated papaya. And the third thing is the food combination. So if I have that papaya by itself, it's better. So regarding those three principles, the best would be... uh, very high-quality, juicy fruit that I, that I eat by itself, that I would monofruit. So when I have a juicy, organic mango by itself, it ticks all the boxes and it's perfect. Then sometimes I want variety. And I think I have a lot of conditioning. I'm French. I used to like cheese and baguette and um, saucisson, like sausages and all that. So let's say I'm at a restaurant. Sometimes I'll go like, Okay, I have a gourmet raw, without the oil, without the salt, but still a lot of different raw things. So often maybe the quality of certain ingredients is lost, especially if I have, if if it's raw cashew cheese, still a lot of cashews, not ideal. And then the combination is lost if I have 10 different things that don't mix well together. Or another possible cheat would be if I have boiled sweet potato then it's like cooked, but if it's a really quality sweet potato and I eat it by itself, it might work better, even though it's not raw, than the raw gourmet. So then I play with this, and, but I try to get best quality, natural form, best combination. And with these three principle, I can easily see what is going to be optimal when I'm, let's say, at a restaurant and I'm like, am I going to have some steam? vegetables some raw gourmet uh, and I want something a little bit different um, but yeah, 80 to 90 percent of what I eat is gonna be fruits mainly almost only sweet fruits I like sometimes to have the tomato cucumber avocado salad great ingredients um, raw combination not so sure but that's that's the main thing and then I explained a little bit of my quote-unquote cheats um, and the last thing is I also don't do juice much. And from a lot of conversation I've had with Lorraine Lockman, with many m- many of the people, it feels like a consensus that juice is an inferior way as long as you can digest the fruits. I know Jeff, he needed to do def- juice because he had Crohn's disease. But apart from that... Um, like, the fiber is important, and you you start losing nutrients uh, very quickly after the juicing. There's like, Lorraine talked a bit about it. There's a lot of things with the juicing in the interview, the gentle debate I did with Spira. So that's where I'm at with, like, my optimal. And the, I still have some doubts. You know, I'm still open. For example, I listen to Gillian Berry and Shane Sterling and some people that look like they're really thriving, and some of them add more... Uh, superfoods and supplements to what they do so th- that's a question right is if you go just for the fruits and the leafy greens do you get that nutrient do you get this and the soils are depleted and um, someone like Lauren Lockman often thinks that deficiencies get fixed by things like fasting so that actually your deficiency is not because you don't take the nutrient is because it's not absorbed. And by taking supplement, you can make it even worse. So if you take B12, oh, I'm, I might be deficient in B12, so I take B12 tabs, makes sense, right? Well, potentially, you injure your abil- the ability of your body to produce its own by doing it. And Graham, Lockman, Dr. Morse, they all say you should get your B12. So for now, I'm not taking supplements. I go in the sun for my vitamin D. I try to have the best lifestyle as possible. It's important. And I'm not close to supplement or adding variety. And that's why I'm interviewing Shane Sterling soon. And it looks amazing. So I'm like, yeah, tell me what you're doing. Uh, And I know he's more into juice. He's more into superfood smoothies, taking some supplement and that almost more biohacking side that I've been um, more away from recently so i'm open to it we'll see how the discussions go um, but there's something also very appealing in the very natural trust your body way natural and trust your body but to a certain extent and that's the last chapter of this share which is even loren lockman when he was here a few days ago and I asked him he he says yes it's true uh, we've had such an unhealthy lifestyle and that's why he recommends those long water fasts, even though when you look at nature, animals generally don't go on a long water fast unless they really need to, unless they have something really important to heal. But if they're healthy, they wouldn't do that. If they're hungry, they eat uh, what they want to eat. They have the food. But for us, it be different because of all these circumstances, the way we grew up and those mucoid plagues that we've accumulated inside our bodies because of that. And so that's the same logic that leads to a lot of detox ways. And I've tried a lot. I've been drinking my urine for three or four months. I've been drinking turpentine twice for a week to get rid of parasite. I've done Zen cleanse. I haven't tried, but I know people doing MMS. Even Josh X talked about it in our interview. And I think um, maybe it's some of them I could be do again, but I feel like while they were helpful in my journey to connect more with myself, I, f- I feel now that I'm a stage where what attracts me more is the fruits and the raw vegan, and mainly and the long water fasts as the almost only way to detox. It feels like more nature's way. I'm. I'm still quite happy I did the things I did. Uh, I feel the the urine therapy did put me really in touch with what goes out of my body, and so in touch with my body in that way. I feel maybe the turpentine got rid of stuff I I needed to, because that's the thing. If you want to trust your body, but your body is full of parasites, what are you trusting? Is that really your body or the parasites? So it can be good to be a bit more radical, and a bit go more, um, let's say strong, and get rid of it. So I'm, I'm quite happy I did it. I don't regret it. I don't necessarily recommend it though, and especially if people are already, um, already like motivated. I feel it's almost if you can't do the fruits and the water fast, and you need something that looks more like a quick fix, maybe it helps. But now I feel I'm more into that fruits and long water fast and that I can do it and that I don't need this detox and that I will create more harm than good. What I'm thinking for now, I can change my mind. That's why I have all these discussions. Um, Yeah, on detox, I'd love to have uh, Casey from Vegetable Police, I've I've tried to reach out, but that that would be a really good interview, I think too, and he's just a really fun guy. So that's where I'm at at the moment. Uh, Again, I feel good, I feel pretty convinced and And I also know that a lot of people have been in my situation before and have changed. I've seen people who who were like, after two or three years, Rovigan, Fruitarian, super convinced, yeah, that's my path. And you meet them one year later and they're doing something very different. So out of humility, I can't say like, oh, I found a way, I I know I need more time. However, in my current state of consciousness, it looks like uh, this is a path I'm going to take for life that's I feel is right, it's right for my body is right for my ethics, it's right for my mind and, um, and that's why I also try to do it really well and to thrive with it, keep the lifestyle, being strong, having energy and yeah we'll see weight leads so keeping that open mind uh, but really stabilizing that not strict but kind of mainly fruitarian lifestyle uh, a few years, and I'm still I'm still interested in um, even the urine therapy in different things. Like I, I'm open. I'm also really interested still in the breatharian. Like I'll I'll be exploring that in more interviews. Now I'm stabilizing the fruit iron but there is still something that I'm interested in looking at, especially as our planet is in se- ascending, and that might sound like the more woo part, but how we can also transition to a more pranic source of energy. So that will be it for today. I wanted to do that uh, little update because I felt some people might be interested after all the interviews I've had in my own journey. And please ask questions, ask questions uh, in the comments on the YouTube video and also join the Telegram group. So when there's enough people, I'll organize it a bit better um, to have sections, but join the Telegram group t.me slash the light leaders. I'll also ask all the people I interview, including those top influencers to be active there. So it can be an amazing group of conversation. I'm very grateful for people who take some of their precious attention to listen to what I share. So thank you so much. And of course, if you want to help even more, please like, subscribe, and share the video. Much love from Bali.